Welcome to the Low Armor Cast, an actual play D&D podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery. Except the trench coat is a full suit of armor. My name is Steve, and I'll be your game mother. I'm joined by my wonderful pit crew. Say hello, pit crew. Hello, hello game mother. Hello. Hello, game mother. I, I demand- mother. Mother. <laughs> I demand you all always refer to me by my full title, Game of Mother. Um, mother, may I? You could also do Mother, may I? Um, and so welcome to episode seven of the Low Armor Cast. Uh, we're going to do the standard introductions, starting with... Kelsey Stevens, Merrick Grimclank. Hi, I'm Ron Leota, and I play Tama. Uh, my name is Aaron, and I play Scratch. And we did something really clever this time by starting the episode three or four times to get all of the bullshit that sidetracks the intro out of the way and deleted before I had to edit it. So let's just get into the recap. Focus. Don't even think about it. Let's go. Um, So, hey, what did you guys think? of? So, um... So Fallout 76. Fallout 76. If you want to hear more about Fallout 76, just go join our Patreon. And now no and now anyone on the fence about our Patreon just fucking left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly they all make bad choices. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna start giving them some money and then they were talking positively about Bethesda's Fallout 76. They're they're hundred percent right to not give us money for that opinion. The Low Arbor Podcast brought to you by Fallout 76. I'll take that sponsorship. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I'll, I'll take some Microsoft money. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, they'll pay us to play our podcast on the in-game radio. <laughs> <laughs> this out of podcast station. I like how the two people with jobs op- awkwardly giggle and the two people without jobs are like, I will sell my fucking soul. Sign it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Like I'll sell my soul to Monsanto. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, they, uh, as they encode our podcast into the DNA of a wheat strain or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome to Full Armor Cast, brought to you by GMOs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Just the concept in general. If you smash down a tomato and play it like a vinyl, you can hear us on the roof. <laughs> This is so dumb. All right, I'm gonna do the recap. recap. I'm gonna recap. do the recap. <laughs> Having gathered information from armchair coaches and fans, and after spinning top battles with some children where Tama, a full adult, handily manipulated those children into spilling of beans about one of their fathers, the champion armor battle was fought and won. Though not without the abject mental manipulation there could have been. Way to just throw me under the bus. (laughs) When I was writing it, I was like, you just fucking spin-topped, manipulated a bunch of kids into some information on how to beat their dad. Um, And and I love it. Um, And then set their dad up for life. And then set their dad up for life. And told them to be good to their kid. Thank you. Let's let's put the facts out there. That definitely always works. As, as predicted, we'll this get is back to no spin. He is, from, <laughs> he is from an island community 
He does not understand how you people work. <laughs> he assumes that everyone wants to do good. We're doing strong for episode seven. We're in the middle of the recap. <laughs> and we're already arguing over. Excuse me. Thank you. Okay. The champion armor battle was fought and won. As predicted, Lannick is the victor. And with a great conciliatory speech from Tama, David the Mean, or Mean David, finds the respect of the finds the respect of the scouts and colleagues for putting up a good fight. The audience is pleased, the world is right, but not all hurdles are crossed. Lannick is still missing. What is the next step for our pit crew to make? David's town was a stop, and they have a path to move forward, but without their sizable combatant? Also, why did David the mayor have them shit in a portable pool in the <laughs> deputy mayor's office? Why are they getting fined for it? What about the money from Sly David that Sly David owes them for the bets? All of these questions will not be answered, but maybe like one or two of them will be in this episode of Low Armor Cast. <laughs> and surprisingly, they are all at, they all have the same answer. Now I have the same answer. Portable holes. It just all ties back to the honey <laughs> squad. Um, all right. So uh, as you claimed victory and kind of walked off the arena field in the champion armor, you were approached by administrative sheriff cop uh, role. Like not with the Davidstown doesn't really have police police. It just has... You know, it's like city workers, if you will, that at work is an aspect of a functionary to the city that were issuing fines and trying to bring you back to the um, de facto administrative building to discuss uh, the fact that for some reason, Tama and Scratch were both seen going specifically to the deputy mayor's <laughs> office and using the deputy mayor's part of a hole together. Um, uh, uh, so so they did that. However, Tama had successfully convinced them that you can go tonight in the form of Lannick talking. So the match is done. The crowd is still, you know, like filing out of things. You're in your full suit of armor. And I will introduce it or, or put the ball in your court, as, if you will, to use a, a sporty term. I suppose we would head back to the locker room area or equivalent um, and uh, make sure we triple check we're alone and uh, get out of the armor. Yeah, as a matter of do we want to get out of it there? Or do we want to maybe just like have maybe you hop out again and like cherry it back to our hotel to get out of it where there's like <laughs> yeah. less people around than at the... Okay. There's not an official dinner. There could or could not be a post interview. Uh, you do have to collect your winnings from Sly David because it happened to go to 24 seconds, which was part of his like hope. We had discussed that being like kind of discreetly dropped off, like in the conversation. At the hotel room, that, yeah. yeah. And so you do have to check that. So you got to go back to the hotel room anyway. Um, and, uh, but it would be at latest eight o'clock at night. Like your match started at seven and went for half a minute. So, uh, it's probably more like seven fifteen. So there is dinner. I mean, there's people on the streets, they're celebrating and everything. So you can choose to either get out of the armor here or go back to the hotel room, which, which do you think is the better choice? 
I am concerned about taking off the armor here just because I don't want people trying to find Lanik to interview him to be like, we just waited out of the outside the tent for eight hours and he just wasn't in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah but if they see us ferrying the armor and you're both presumably in there and they ask questions, I'm not there to, I can only throw my oh, voice so well. Wh what we can do is uh, we have the uh, stones that we can enchant with uh, a recording. So you could ju <laughs> we could just record a stone with Thomas saying no interviews. <laughs> well, so th I believe when we rode in there, we had two us two in the armor mm -hmm. and you were out and yeah. we we're just like in the chariot. So we're like moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like I had the legs uh, or uh, Merritt had the arms. So. Yeah, so we could just kind of like turn and yeah. wave. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll chariot back. I'll we'll use the cape and I'll slide out when we make sure we're alone. Should we roll for that? Uh, you don't have to roll for that because that you could always set up area we were in. Yeah, you could always match. go back to your Basically little go setup back in area. There, have you slide out, step into the chariot, and okay. then have us just take off so that when we leave there, we're in movement. There's no people would have to like risk getting hurt to try to stop us. For so an what I will say is that you are moving through a fairly thick crowd of people. As I said, there are thousands yeah. of people that have come now. So. During the afternoon, this place was busy. It is absolutely packed. And though you are moving through a chariot, which gives you some sort of like and fully standing and essentially eight feet of armor, which means that you're kind of removed from most people's like reach and or normal conversational distance, I would say that it is a bit difficult to maneuver. So like our other option is to just just lie just like we all climb out put the armor in the chariot on its own be like Lanik in this like you know in his tent he'll come out later and then later be like oh Lanik was uh walking around these last time we saw him and just lie and just like no one he's meditating again uh, he's become very religious my concern would be you know people who would be like you know, if people start talking, then it's like, oh, well, I didn't see him like leave this area or I didn't see him like it. The I feel like the lack of Lanik would be a little more suspicious and noticeable than like a Lanik that they can see who's who might be doing something weird. Um, I haven't decided how like if uh, I, I like I don't know if um what Lanik's habits are like post-fight, but it's probably not to just like take a chariot back to his hotel room. But at least if people see that, they can be like, well, that was weird, but at least we know Lanik left instead of like, he's... So to express what Lanik's post-fight were like, Scratch would know it, Tama would know it yeah. at this point. Um, uh, Lanik would finish a match. He would usually do something. If, if it's an official match, there's always like a... Like a broadcasted conversation with the victor like immediately afterward um sort of like a, a journalist on the field kind of thing um and then afterward unless there was something scheduled by an upper class like upper crust aristocracy uh society member or very wealthy person he would go back to his room and he would wind down from the match and go to sleep he had no real interest in the fame aspect of being the champion. That wasn't his vibe. He liked it at a distance, but he didn't like participating in it. So he wouldn't be the type to parade down the street. 
So, yeah, he wouldn't be the type to play down the street, but he would be the type to leave and not really talk to anybody. But he never hid from people either. It wasn't like he was, like, reclusive. He would just... A match would be over, and then Lannick would usually, with y'all in tow, because he'd still be in the armor, would just walk back to wherever you were set up. <laughs> yeah, get it's out like, of the I armor. I did my job. Now it's and now it's yeah. time to go to bed. Yeah. Um. Uh. And <laughs> well, so, sort of Marshawn Lynch. You're in an in-between space where the chariot is right because it kind of vibes with what Lannick does, but it's in the wrong way. The other one is, I think, um, you can all understand. The other one is also Lannick similar in the way that he's not really interested in fraternizing with people after matches. But the difference is, is that the the concerns brought up is that Lannick doesn't hide from people. So it's normal to at least see him be like this or he might, if he's hungry, pick up like a skewer of meat on the way home and then eat that. Well, he's walking, but like, yeah, he's very pragmatic. So it's kind of up to you. It's either or. They, I will tell you as the GM mechanically, they both have um, different things that will happen depending on which of these paths you choose. My preference mm. is to just quietly cart everything back, um, but I also don't feel strongly enough about it to really argue the point if you think that it's better to have do the chariot ride. I'm fine with either, but I, I personally, I think I would go more quiet considering Lanik, but that's yeah. that's just me. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm down with chariot ride, so Merit, it's up to you. You're you're the you're the tiebreaker. I, I kinda like the chariot ride just because I yeah, I want I want people to see him leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so there's no question of like, well where did he go? <laughs> where did the champion go? Yeah, <laughs> no for sure. Everyone wants to I don't know, sign get their face signed yeah they do that their face face classic face signatures of haza (laughs) and midland as a whole it's normal to just throw your baby at the champion and be like sign that baby's face (laughs) and then the baby is tossed back to the person (laughs) yeah yeah tossed back catch this baby (laughs) it's normal haza behavior tama what i would like you to do is roll performance and you're going to give me two rolls on it. So let me know them in sequence. Yeah, I've got a plus eight. So that's 19 on the first and 20 on the second. Okay. As the chariot goes out to the crowd, it's a little tough to push through. It's a little tough to like, like get them to move aside. But fortunately with Tama running interference on the front end of this and making sure that people aren't... um. Uh, getting too close to it, they're just able to cheer, and with, I assume, uh, Merit and Scratch, like, doing the, uh, Princess Die slash, uh, Miss America kind of, like, dignified wave. wave. (laughs) So, I don't want to be on this chariot and pulling a Princess Die. I just want to say that right now. We're not going that fast. (laughs) Uh, There's no tunnels in David's Town. You're fine. Um... Uh, uh, timely humor. Timely <laughs> for all of our fans that doesn't have their own chariots. Um, <laughs> you're able to get by with just some nods. Even Merit and Scratch can impersonate the like a simple like yeah like a like a thanks in sort of a lower voice <laughs> and try to like thank, thank you, you thank you thank you <laughs> it's a terrible impersonation from Tama from the DM that or GM that voices him um, but uh 
It's yes. like somebody doing an impression of someone else's impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's essentially what Lannick is. Um, I'll return briefly. <laughs> so the chariot moves up toward, um, toward the high and dry where your rooms are, uh, and back into that, um, that area. Um, people don't, like, follow you. The party's at the arena and in the main section of town. And, like, you know, they love their celebrities here, but there is not, like, a concept of paparazzi. Right, or yeah, that kind of, of a thing. Yeah, uh, we established there's like three reporters in this town. Yeah, four. Like yeah. one of them mm -hmm. is babysitting their sister's kids. <laughs> yeah, that's exact good memory on what exactly David Rose is busy with right now. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's where you're at. Um, uh, you're able to get into your uh, hotel rooms pretty easily. Um, uh, once you're back in the hotel, is there anything you, beside getting out of the armor, obviously, is there anything you specifically do? I mean, like, if Merritt can eat, he would probably nibble on something. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Roll a luck check. It's been a while. That's yeah. a three on the oh, die. Yeah. Uh, three on the die. So there are leftovers. Uh, they are shaped in foil in the form of a seal, and it is absolutely leftover shrimp. Uh, and, and, and food from the brass bass. Scratch, you had stuffed shrimp into your pocket <laughs> from the lunch and realized you did nothing with that. So you also have seven hours warmed pocket yeah, shrimp no, that if you weren't a, a tabaxi would be sweaty as well. What with you being in the armor multiple yeah. times while having that. Um, so that's what you have on hand, so you don't have any no, food. No, Merit's good. Uh, unless you go into your hotel room in the mini bar behind the little ribbon with the breakable thing. <laughs> there are several delicious items that you can... <laughs> I mean, each item has its own ribbon as well. Um, <laughs> so it's a cost to even look at what might be... We, <laughs> we can go bitches. to a street vendor. But there are yeah. street vendors and other food. I mean, you could go back. It's, again, it's not even 8 o'clock at night yet. Yeah. Uh, you do remember that you uh, did agree at, uh, um, uh, at the end of the match to loop back to the main administrative building where like sort of like the mayoral and deputy mayor offices are to meet with them to talk about pooping. Pooping, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. Let's go take care of this shit. All right. Hey. Hey. I see what I did there. Uh, so after that terrible joke, um, you all uh, step back out in the streets. And the streets are pretty alive right now. There's a lot of lanterns coming up. You know, Davidstown is populated enough to have nice, consistent street light, plus all the vendors out, the people playing games. A lot of the carnival games are still going. They're still throwing axes. They're still throwing darts. Um, that one David is still getting axes thrown directly at him. <laughs> Make it toward the administrative buildings. It's kind of off to the side of the main street. A little bit actually up, um, since Davidstown is like right up against a mountain. So mm. it kind of goes on a grade upward. Uh, you get to the administrative building. You've been here before. You went here to go to the bathroom. It was just down the <laughs> way. You make your way up to the administrative offices. Now those are lit up too. It's like a working evening for there. Unlike when you went in there earlier, where almost no one was there, 
Now, or as far as you ran into, nobody in the offices. Now, there's an, uh, there's like an administrator in like the front desk. There is uh, some people uh, working on uh, some paperwork and some filing. And then there's also the office in the back and the processing clerk, let's call them, that initially issued you, Lanik you, the fine. Um, that's there, that's kind of looking and then sort of recognizes you, like, like eyes kind of show recognition and, and waves, waves the hand is like, uh, uh, to the speaker, uh, 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 scratch, uh, merit, if you would, if you would come this way, if you would come back to the, uh, deputy, uh, deputy mayor's office. Sure. Have this. Uh, I do want to thank you again for agreeing to come speak with, speak with us about this clearing up this. Uh, it's Davidstown is very serious about its mayoral elections with David the mayor running for their fourth straight term and uh, David the deputy mayor really making a big play for it. Uh, you know, it's just good to get this aired out. I'm glad. You know, I appreciate that your boss sent this sent this to us. Um, it's just going to be in through here. And he opens the door to the deputy mayor. You've been in this office mm -hmm. before. It's a simple office. It's got a desk. But he doesn't follow you in. He actually closes the door and you hear it lock on the, uh, uh, on the outside. Oh, like, out. Uh, okay. Get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> mayor looks to open a window. Anything. I Nope. You look to open a window? Do you... Do you uh, it, as so soon as I hear... If Merritt hears the door lock behind them... Yeah. When... Like, I've never been here before. Yep. Like, yeah, they so were only here to poop, and we just got locked in. Again, we're hiding a lot of very big secret. I am not about people randomly trapping us without telling us anything. Yep. Yeah. Is there anyone in here with us? So there's no one in here with you, and oh, there, okay. unless there's someone <laughs> in the portable hole room. Um, there's no one in here Scratch with you. Checks. So, so Scratch goes to check the portable hole. If you go to the window to open it, it just opens. It, it like it's what not floor locked. Are we on? You're on the first floor. There's 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 like you could literally any of you any normal sized creature could yeah. just crawl so out. Merit's inclination window. is to climb out the window, walk around the front, and ask and directly confront the person and say, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> um, and then. Uh, what does Tama do? Well, Merritt's crawling out the window and Scratch is going to take another shit. Can <laughs> you stop for just a moment, please? They locked us in here without any... I, I understand. Yeah. The window's open on the first floor. We can get out. I was never Somebody, in here. Is There's anyone in no here? no reason for me to Would be it? locked in here. Uh, so Shitter's empty. Uh, no. As you open the <laughs> shitter, as you open the shitter, there's a guy on it who's like, ah, close the door. <laughs> Scratch closes it and he goes, why didn't you lock it? <laughs> why am I? I'm pretty sure I thought I'd locked my office front door. Uh, we were but, just let in by... Uh, the processor, and then we were locked oh, inside. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you're, they locked us in here. You're Scratch. Man, hold on, hold on a moment. <laughs> Let me finish up. Yeah, of course, And then please. for some reason you hear a flush noise now. <laughs> There's no flushing in the phone. You hear a screaming from the void. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
just, the whole screams every time you take. No, I'm not getting pulled into this. No. Engage, Ron. Engage in the bit. Anyways, so person finishes up. Person finishes up as as they come out. They see Merritt like literally like hand on that windowsill, like oh, like not on the way out, but it's like I will leave if I have to. I don't like this. And then uh, uh, Tama and Scratch, you're standing there. Uh, the person in front of you is a human man. He's got a mustache, like a shaggy hairdo. Uh, looks a little like simply and plainly dressed. He's like, hi, I'm David. Uh, my last name doesn't matter. I'm David, David, the deputy mayor. How, how, how are you? Uh, please take a seat. I'm sorry. Uh, was it stuffy in here? Like they said to me that the portable holes don't make any smell. And uh, looking over at Merritt being like, why? What? No, you're, uh, it's winter. You're, <laughs> We're not used to people leading us to a dark, empty room and locking us inside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's up with yeah, locking us shit. inside? Oh, uh, oh, oh, that's my fault. So I'm sure he opened the door. He let you in. Then he closed the door. He didn't come inside. He just locked it. Right. Yes. So what's happened is ever since, well, I guess you two made use of my facilities. <laughs> I quickly let people know I want everyone to always lock my door when they move in and out. This is purely a misunderstanding. There's nothing like I apologize. And then he like unlocks the door and he's like, Don't oh, lock Merit's strangers into my office. <laughs> what if I hadn't been in here? Quick, so hold on, quick out of out of character question. Does this door lock from the inside like it would normally? So, <laughs> because the door is a uh, bolt lock. Yeah, like yeah. A so key lock. it's like the bolt on the inside of the door. So like we could have just reached no, over and unlocked it. He had oh. a key for that. Oh. Only certain people get keys to lock the door on either side of the door. Okay, so um, the panic was married. It is secure. No, I wouldn't have made you do that. <laughs> if you'd gone to check the door, it's like it's like a deadbolt lock, but there's a key, so you've got to key it on both sides. Huh. Um, uh, uh, that doesn't seem safe. Um, it's not for fire hazards, but it yeah. is for documents. Yeah, what security. if there's a fire in here, Deputy Mayor? Uh, you ever think about that? Well, then I guess I die in it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to put that on the line for information security. For As Mayor stands next to the ground floor windows. <laughs> 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 I guess, well, I guess I die. I have the key and the ground floor window. <laughs> but it's the principle of the thing, damn it. <laughs> the captain always goes down with his ship. That's not what that means. You're not even the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> You're the deputy captain. Oh. All right. <laughs> so the mayor's like, please, please, if you'd have a seat... Oh, if you have a seat, and he just walks around to his desk. He doesn't go to close the window or anything, so if Merritt okay. leaves it. Uh, David, the deputy mayor, looks at all of you. It's like, all right, so two of you came and came into my offices and appeared to have used my portable hole. Uh, Scratch I don't suppose you talked to the mayor about this at all yet. Yeah, he just laughed. <laughs> and that's fine. That's 100% fine. If it's just because he thought he'd have a little bit of fun, um, that's fine. But what you don't know is that we're in a, an election 
um, season for Davidstown. And Davidstown, they say that Davidstown is the ultimate place to make a child's dreams come true because if they wanted to be mayor of Davidstown, you just name them David. And then they can. But when half of the population is named David, that doesn't make becoming mayor of a given town any easier. Now, David the mayor has been mayor for the last several years. How angry are you guys when a David from out of town comes in and becomes mayor? <laughs> Interesting. So that's never happened, though we do have several Davids from out of town. And now that you've put that in my head, I'm going to worry about that <laughs> in the future. I hate... None of you are actually named David, right? Like, no, just casually no. coming in and planting the seeds of xenophobia and future political strife. Well, only against other Davids. Is your name David? Yes. We don't take kindly to you outside Davids here. Isn't that right, David? Towns. Yeah, David. It's the weirdest. What? Um, and, and so. He sits there, clearly now half of his mind dwelling on an outside David that he never considered that anyone else in the world would name their children David, and that they would then come to Davidstown, where they heard their name could make them mayor. I'm just saying, I feel like more Davids would flock here because of it. They're right, but they've never run from me. companionship of another David. He runs on a platform of they're not sending their best Davids to our town. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> keep jobs for David. Like, keep keep David's town David. David jobs for David's town David. <laughs> <laughs> what a truly ridiculous thing. Horrible. This is, this is, this is the dumbest <laughs> anyway, what an interesting town. <laughs> what a truly so terrible town. So there's an election. Yeah, there's an election. Now, I'm the first candidate that's ever, that like, so when David the mayor first ran, he ran unopposed. Uh, at, at the time when he announced his running, everyone's like, everyone loves David the mayor. Well, at the time, his name was David McMillan. Um, but now he just goes by David the mayor because it's been a decade and a half since anyone's called him anything different. And then he's had some challenges here and there in the last several elections, but no one's come close. And now I'm here and I'm an actual threat to him becoming it. And it's not that anything untoward has happened, anything worrisome. It's just that little things, I'm missing my mail in the morning. I'm noticing that, m noticing that my horse for some reason, even though it's in the stables next to this building, hasn't been, you know, appropriately reshod. And every other horse has. Like, just to mess with me a bit. And I worried that he was escalating. I'm more worried that since you had lunch with him and I wasn't there because I was busy managing other things in the town, he didn't ask you to do anything like endorse him for candidacy of the mayor or say that he was a good guy and that you enjoyed spending time with David. Uh, I, I will be perfectly frank with you. He didn't ask anything of the sort. We asked if we could use the restroom and uh, be excused. And he said, oh, use the restroom in my office. Go down the hall and take a left into your office. Ah, okay. I think it was just a dumb prank to have somebody use your private restroom. It, honestly, it sounds like it. And again, apologies for doing so. Had we known we were being a uh, uh, party to a prank, 
uh, we would probably not have participated since we don't know you personally. Scratch crosses her fingers behind her back and she's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The deputy mayor looks over at Merritt. So you mentioned specifically a David from outside of David's town (laughs) (laughs) becoming a mayor. What brought that thought to your mind? I'm just saying, there's a lot of Davids out there. A lot of, a lot of Davids want to grow up and be somebody. Here's David's town. You can't, as you said, there's other Davids from out of town here. They could be mayor just like anybody else. David is a king's name too. People with David, you know, they want that power. It's not a. Uh, it's not. Honestly, I, I don't find it too uh, unfeasible that uh, I mean, how David from Davis out of town, town might come and try to take over. How long has David's town been around? Hundreds of years. Yeah, hundreds of years. <laughs> well, let's there hasn't been an outside David to become mayor. Well, I mean, for hundreds several, of years. several hundreds of years, it was just the son of the previous David. Like, it wasn't so much of a mayordom in an electoral f- fashion as it is now. It was simply so it was David, like to David to David to David. And yeah, it was it was David to David to David because David founded mayor, uh, uh, David's town and he named his sons. I feel like the mayor would have bored you with this story already. It's an incredibly, (laughs) it's an incredibly silly tale. Hold on, hold on, hold that thought, hold that thought. And he gets up and he takes a slow breath while opening up the door and he leans out and he's like, can somebody get me Inspector David in here? Uh, Comes back in and sits down. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I need Inspector David to come in here. Oh, I was just, uh, just an anecdote. I, I, I... I wouldn't worry so much about it. You have just as much of a threat of an outside David coming in for mayoral candidacy this run as you did last run. So just think of it that way. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's yeah, an outside candidate. That'd it be... was just a it was just a line of thinking that uh, an, an outsider might have. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Uh, so, random thoughts. Speaking of random thoughts, um, since. David the mayor missed their opportunity. Maybe they just weren't firing on all cylinders. Maybe their brain has grown sludgy from so much crustacean-based lunch food. <laughs> um, if you're not endorsing David the mayor, perhaps a nice word from Lannick Hindfist or even just Lannick Hindfist pit crew might, you know, just uh, thanks David's town and then like a thank you, David the deputy mayor for kindly inviting us and showing us around. We'll do like a tour tomorrow morning before you leave on a ferry. I think you're supposed to go off to uh, Kenyar Kozar up the Sky Spire for the opening matches of this season of uh, Champion Armor, right? Yeah, the opening matches. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I know Lennox is very much looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Nervously man... shifting back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that man is super focused and your eyes are acting normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so you're interested in an endorsement from Lannick Hindfist. Well, I can definitely bring it up with him. Um, I can tell you that he is generally disinclined to be involved with and uh, the pol- you know politics of yeah. any local politics. Yeah, local sure. politics of any represent. random. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yeah, of course. Exactly. Morning Sun, the House Morning Sun. And I'm sure, uh, as a politician yourself, you can understand that well, the pit that. crew isn't about to sit here and commit. Lanik to uh, endorsing one candidate or another, but what I can do is give you my word personally that I will bring it up to him and ask him about it. Uh, no guarantees on whether he says yes or no. Thomas is so proud right now. 
Uh, don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm handling this like a normal. Wow, person. way to handle this yeah. like an adult. I'm just gonna sit back and take a break for once. <laughs> Merritt nods sagely and just looks out the window, wishing he wasn't part of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, boy, pay attention. <laughs> My name's not Boy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what though on a personal level uh, I am kind of curious to hear the tale someday of how Davidstown managed the transition from uh, uh, hereditary monarchy apparently to this uh, David based democracy uh, so <laughs> it's in the actual t- charter was it peaceful it was, or it was, it was totally peaceful I mean wow. like it was in the actual charter David David was a great man and thought of a, a foolproof plan for town peace. <laughs> um, and so in the actual charter, it says, if David of the line of David is broken and there is no David available or David not begot of a previous David, then it shall be voted on the town which David shall continue that succession and no longer be dependent on David's begetting David's. So essentially he was like, after my family line doesn't want it, this, but it is David's town and I want my name burned into the leadership and name of this town for the rest of time. So a bit of an ego, but like, you know, I would argue that it's better better now that we at least get to pick which David uh, gets <laughs> to manage us. And since half the town is named David, it's a lot of options. It's a lot of options. <laughs> Sounds like you got yourself a real Jack Johnson, John Jackson situation. It's a lot of J's. I don't follow. Um, (laughs) uh, So as you're talking about that, the idea of a sponsorship, just just as that he begins to continue, well, it wouldn't be a official sponsorship. Of course, as you know, champion combatants, even though they represent their... um, they're sponsoring lords, which are usually the uh, ruling class of a given domain or province or kingdom or uh, country uh, uh, or someone in that layer of ruling class are barred from actually endorsing or getting involved with any kind of political power. That was set forth at the beginning once they organized champion armor into a formal sport. Um... Uh, it would just be more of a thank you, which isn't really an endorsement. You're not saying I'd make a good mayor. You're just thanking me for showing you around. Maybe thanking you for allowing you to use the finest affordable holes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, of course. And then there's like a knock at the door before it opens naturally because David, uh, the deputy mayor, David. Uh, did, did, not, did not uh, uh, relock it. And a tall, gaunt kind of sallow gray looking elf walks in he's wearing a long coat with a high collar he's got spectacles on but they're like the little floating spectacles his hair is pulled back in a center part where it is like both swept back and greased back and everything he has a very sallow cheek uh like no meat on his face kind of a very gangly lanky scarecrow like figure older he's even as an elf he looks a little bit older so it means he's quite old and he leans in and is like uh yes you wanted me to come in sir you wanted me to meet them uh they've arrived okay and he simply closes the door behind him 
locks it and <laughs> he doesn't lock it. <laughs> locks it, the window slams shut. They both become demons. <laughs> great, great. This just got very D and D. Hello, hello, I am Inspector David. Um I am here to talk to you about something that I am a bit concerned about. Uh here. And and he just walks over and he just closes the window casually. It's a bit chilly to have the window open. Actually, I haven't been feeling good all day. You might have seen or heard about the pie eating competition. Oh yes, I saw. We're all gonna those need this shifted. window open. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll just suffer through for a moment. We need a bit of privacy. And then he snaps his fingers, and David, the deputy mayor, goes blank and passes out. And he looks looks at no, all of you. No, Merritt breaks is going to open the window. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to do uh, Merritt do <laughs> roll uh, initiative. Uh, dexterity, so much, an initiative. So Let's do an initiative because so this is about who might moves not have their hand in the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like unless unless I look out and there's someone standing right outside the window that they're like that'd be a <laughs> yeah. reason to keep it shut to talk. Like, did. Yeah. Ooh. That's a four on the die. It's a 19. Uh, so he gets the window fully shut. If you want, you can do an athletics check to uh, challenge, uh, challenge, like, <laughs> see if you can just, <laughs> just push hold it up the anyway. Window. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he gets it shut. He actually shuts it real quick. But you can re. He didn't lock it. You can. No, Merritt Merit will be trying to reopen. Okay, okay. Athletics contested athletics check. Roll again. Fucking. <laughs> I rolled so poorly today. <laughs> What'd you that, get this time? That's the second three. Um, I've only rolled like three times, and I've rolled two threes and a four. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. We haven't rolled a lot in this one. <laughs> exactly. Okay. With a three, what's your athletic score? Uh, oh, plus five. So, so it's an eight. eight. <laughs> <sighs> You're close. You know, he has a plus two to his athletics, but I rolled an eight, so it's a ten. <laughs> so, you both watch as Merritt, who is definitively strong. You don't have to ask. He's definitely somehow... Merritt farts as he just, like, slaps the guy's hand a little too slow to reopen the window. <laughs> Merritt. There's three of us and one of him. Yeah. Let's just there's hear no, him out. There's no... And if it gets fishy, we know what to do. There Please. is... No reason to be worried. You knocked out the deputy mayor. That's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Merritt's just shrugging and looking like <laughs> yeah. you, you magically arm gesture. Yeah, <laughs> I you magically just, knocked out the deputy mayor. You've like you're closing doors and windows on us. We we. we All right, there's some reason to be worried. <laughs> you're correct. Um, my name is David the Inspector, which is a stupid name. My actual name is David Blood Justice. You'd think that they would want to call me Inspector Blood Justice, right? That's a very cool name. But of course, this town and their Dave. Oh, they found out that I was named David, so I had to be David the something. Or the something David. Of course, it's ah, this name is fucking Blood town. Justice. Yeah, because what people really want in their law officers are really like... 
violent and terrifying names. Yeah, Have you exactly. Been to the axe throwing contest, this town is not afraid of blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that being said, I'm simply here to speak to you about a matter that I, we need to speak privately because honestly, it's probably best that town leadership doesn't know about it. Why are we having that conversation here where you have to put asleep a deputy mayor <laughs> and not somewhere less We have a private creepy. room. Yeah, like our hotel room. <laughs> Power play. You're in, you're in foreign ground. <laughs> you know what? I respect that you <laughs> hey, copped it. Hey, all right. I'm yeah. in. Mm -hmm. yep. What do you to say? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot endorse the deputy mayor. You have to support the mayor. This is writ from him. If if I, I don't know how we're doing this, but Merritt is basically preparing either like his weapon or something to smash and jump out the window. Yeah, like, that's fine. If depending on what. Yeah, I really <laughs> thought you were going to. I have these. a hand just permanently towards Merritt doing the bring it down a notch, buddy. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not like pros like actually action, doing it. Like, You're just like bracing like, yourself. Attack him. I'm just bracing myself to at any second break that window yeah. and make a lot of noise. Yeah, you cannot support the deputy mayor. I'm going to ask that you very simply and very calmly support mayor, the current seated mayor, um, David the mayor, and I'm going to make it very easy for you and be very direct and very quick. So you all seem incredibly tense or worried about what I'm going to do. Maybe it's because my name is... Y'all are reactionary motherfuckers. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. it's because my name is Blood Justice. Maybe it's because when I'm thinking my voice gets lower and a bit more deep. Um, we were locked was in the, this room the, and then you showed up, put a person It was sleep. the barring escape and then magically putting someone to sleep to put us on edge, <laughs> yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Tattletale Merit is so ready to just start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. I know that Lannick didn't fight. Okay, you have evening. our attention. <laughs> I know that. I'm not going to say. <laughs> Why did you lead off with that? <laughs> but yeah, sorry, yeah. Go ahead. I know that Lannick didn't fight tonight. That's what I know. I think you know that as well. You don't have to confirm or deny, because honestly, I don't need it. I'm confident in my knowledge, and I'm sure you're confident in whatever you know. I don't have to know this publicly. I can just know it inside of my heart, if you will. As long as you don't endorse David, the deputy mayor, or say anything complimentary about him. And to make it worth our while, maybe say thank you to the mayor for showing you around fine Davidstown in some sort of public way. We're fine. I'm not even going to ask you to ask Lannick. I feel like Lannick's not really been up to talking recently in social situations. Are we clear? That's all I wanted to say. I couldn't have him hear that. He called me into the office. I wasn't planning on meeting you here. <laughs> I was planning on meeting you elsewhere. And then I saw that you were here and immediately decided to do this. It's an interesting power play. I mean, considering you've brought this here with an assumption as opposed to evidence. Now, I'm assuming you have some form of evidence for such an accusation and, well, frankly, blackmail. I like to think of it as an exchange of favors. Um, no. Yeah. 
Blackmail is fine if you want to call it that, but yes, I do, of course, have evidence of you, uh, doing some things, uh, that would be hard to explain if Lannick was around. Also, the fact that Lannick has definitely not been in either of your hotel rooms at the high and dry this entire time. Now, that might be explained away by itself. You putting a bunch of little seat apparatuses into the armor might be explained away. Adding a cape to it. Saying that cape was for different reasons. Uh, a lot of I, mean, I think you mean the eating sheet. No, we were, we were pretty, like, on one track about what we actually told people. But it yeah. was like a tribute. And yet there was no semen on the uh, cape. <laughs> <laughs> During the battle. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> there was so much semen on that game. No. But uh, uh, what I know is that Lannick has not been in a hotel room. I know that you've made particular modifications, and it didn't take... If you knew those two things, and then you watched the fight. Mm-hmm. How do you know these things? Well, there's a young man that you met on the first uh, evening when you checked in with Lanit on a chariot, which has never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he is a poorly paid worker that works terrible hours and has been working for me for quite some time. And so we can leave it at that. Hmm. What does he look like? What is his name? I just want to say hi to him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but you met him all the time. He literally brought you the Victrola that you were listening to while you were changing the oh, armor. Okay. So there was a montage scene is- earlier in the campaign, and he helped you with that. So what's As a front desk clerk. Is so what you're saying is that you're going to present an argument based on loose facts and no hard evidence. Oh, no, there's hard evidence. I literally have it recorded on stone. <laughs> there is clearly a long period of time that you are not. You, Scratch is not the only artificer in the entirety of. Mm-hmm. What if we don't believe you? Uh, I want to see proof of this stone. You want to see proof of the stone? Yeah, yeah. Play, show us the stone. I don't have the stone with me right now. That would no be an awfully good motivation. That's very convenient. All right. Feel free to. Let's put it this way. I have the stone. Are you familiar with the concept of mutually assured destruction? Yeah, sure. Okay. You know who we work for, right? Uh, yes. Uh, Rupert Morningson. Yes. You know the level of access we have to the media. Absolutely, yeah. And how far our voices reach. Yeah. Right. So... You understand we'll just go public with the fact that you tried to blackmail us into endorsing your candidate using what is frankly illegal to try to use a pit crew to endorse your candidacy. We are supposed to stay out of politics. You're trying to use Lannick's name. If I turn that over to <laughs> if I turn that over to our Lord and bring that public that you specifically, at the very least, I'll destroy your career, if not the mayor's. And I know for a fact I can destroy yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mutually deserved destruction. Leave us alone, we leave you alone. We don't want to endorse anyone. We simply want to go about our business. All I'm saying... We can promise to not endorse the deputy mayor. We have no intention of endorsing anyone. 
So this is a good, this is a very good speech. It's a very fine speech. And if we were in Volsiv and I was the head inspector in Volsiv, which is the main rival city of Regil Sol, and there was more political intrigue, you're in David's town. Search inside yourself on how much Rupert Morningson is going to care about the political function of David's town and a little bit of blackmail on his champion armor when his champion isn't there anymore. Hmm. Search, search that. I think you believe, yes, I may no longer be the inspector of David's town. Oh no, I can't eat at the brass bass anymore. I'll have to move on. <laughs> hang, hang on, Stretch. Uh, you said that the champion isn't around anymore. What do you know about what's going on? Uh, the last anyone seen of the champion uh, publicly was at the last year's match. Like, I'm how sure people good, saw him in Regal Soul. How but. good was this event for your local economy? I mean, do you was, think anyone would ever perform here again when you are blackmailing? Actually, you're blackmailing champions. Well, no, I'm not. I'm blackmailing their lying pit crew that pretended to be a champion and tricked <laughs> all of David's town. That's if you can definitively prove Lanik was not in that armor, which no one can really. I mean, I, I could bring it to a number of uh, of people. There might be a question, but I'm not worried about it. I'm just the inspector here. What I'm here to do is my job. And I'm very good at arguing. You very are. Good. But here's what's going to happen, because it's not really an argument. If you don't do what I'm asking, I'm going to out you. If you do do what I'm asking, which is just simply saying a statement, you get to move on with your life. It's your choice. This discussion is over. And he snaps his fingers and the deputy mayor wakes up in that, it, like, as he says over. And the deputy mayor just like, so what I'm saying is, is that you could say, oh, inspector, Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you coming in. I remember you. What I'm saying is you could just say, Oh, the deputy mayor was so very nice and everything. Uh, what a wonderful time at Davidstown. And it's like he's lost no time. Mm -hmm. And so now you're sitting there. Deputy mayor's right there. The inspector is standing by the window right next to Merritt, who is prepared to bust out the window at any time. You can, You don't even have to, like, really size him up. He's not doing... Like, he's not physically looking like he's even looking to engage in anything. Um, he might have other spells up his sleeve. So, um, hey, Inspector. Nice to meet you. Do you have any family? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have any family. The deputy. <laughs> I'm rolling this side of the deputy mayor. He's right there. Sleep at once. The deputy mayor looks is like artificier scratch. Yes. Did you just passively what? <laughs> just make that it, was weird. Just make a conversation. This is small talk where I'm from. Well, I've never really been out of Davidstown, so I'm not. Ah. Uh, we have we have a bleak sense of humor where I'm from. Many uh, many tabaxi don't. It, the make phrase it to... doesn't translate well from tabaxi. In the tabaxi yeah. language, it's inatsu, which is very. It, it translates very loosely into what Scratch just said. I'm sorry, the language barrier sometimes with Scratch is difficult. Yeah, it's true, and some things just aren't translatable. I'm sorry. 
Um, well, you're both lying, but I'm not going to make world deception because it's not the kind of thing he'd be like, hmm, are they lying about this? <laughs> right. He'd just be like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> probably. I'm from Davidstown. I don't know shit about shit. Um, well, goes, again, we will speak with Lannick, and I'm sure he could possibly show yeah, up and clear of course, some of these yeah. things up. Um, uh, I, I, well, thank you very much for your time. Um, the only thing I'm going to let you know about, too, and it's only because it's pertaining to why... I think you might be able to convince Lannick, and so I trust you. I'm good with you. Inspector, if you could, um, look into something for me. David the Mayor, now he's a lot older than I am, but he doesn't seem to have any family here. Now, I've heard that he was raised here, but I didn't know his family. I know he doesn't have his parents. They've passed on. I know that they don't have any of his, uh, uh, like I've never met a sibling. He's never mentioned a wife or kids. <laughs> Is David the mayor from Davidstown? <laughs> uh, birth certificate conspiracy. <laughs> and, uh, it's Merritt who brought it up. <laughs> brought Sorry. it into his mind. And the inspector is like, of course, of course, I can, I can, I can look into that for you. Um, yes, uh, well, thank you very much. It was nice to meet you, Scratch, Tama, Merritt. I believe you're the pit crew for Lanik Heinfist. Uh, he did great in the match tonight. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, it was good to meet you. Um, hopefully you enjoy the rest of your time here at Davidstown. I know as far as, uh, are you staying much longer tonight, tomorrow? Be leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Sometime midday, maybe. In case there's anything further that uh, we have to clear up, uh, where might we find your office? Oh, I have a desk out there, out there? in the main area. Um, you can also oftentimes find me at the Wendy's. It's my favorite place. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love their Frosties. Um, uh, <laughs> made with snow from the mountains where we also we're, get our fish. We're, we're made from the fish snow. Like, yeah. So it comes and it's packed. The snow is packed around the fish to keep them cold. And then oh, when no. it gets kind of slushy, we take that snow that's melted off the fish and we put and we put chocolate in it. And we drink that. Mmm, <laughs> carp frosty. Uh, so just a, a, a truly horrifying thing. Out of curiosity, we we did some shopping. The, when we first got here. We yeah, went around, we went to some places. I'm sure there were many types of shops. There Was there a potion shop or an alchemist in town? Yeah, yeah, there is. Did I happen to spot a polymorph portion on, a potion on any of their, uh, uh, on any of their shelves? Um, I'm gonna have you roll either Arcana or History to see if you can remember. Because you weren't specifically looking for it, so it would be sort of like a review your memories. So whichever one is higher. Uh, so Arcana or History, so plus four would be at, uh, 14. 14. You didn't specifically notice a polymorph spell, mm -hmm. nor did you get like a vibe that it's like, you definitely didn't get a vibe that there couldn't have been one. You just don't know if there. Um, are we, I'm are, picking up is there anything else down. that you guys wanted to do in this building or are we immediately heading back to the hotel? I'm good in this building for now. I'm good here. Yeah, and so right now, right now, Scratch is just uh, Scratch's brain is just kind of 
uh, grinding away at ideas for how to... So we need to get that kid, figure out how much it would cost to pay them off to have our own stone created of them swearing that he was uh, threatened into giving that statement. Uh, if I can get a polymorph portion, a potion, I'll just have Lanik wa- storm in and give him what for. Yeah. You you dare besperch my name by saying uh-huh. I didn't participate in the combat. <laughs> I mean, of course, this is us. We've left. We're, yeah, 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 yeah. So so this is you. Are you going back to the hotel or are you going somewhere else? I need to go back to the hotel because in order to look for uh, what I need, uh, I want to do so in disguise. I don't want someone following me and then being like, yeah, but we totally saw you pick up a polymorph potion. Like yeah. that That really ruins our, our leverage. Yeah. I mean, we can work on both fronts. While you try to find a polymorph potion to get this, we can try to find the kid because we'll be at the hotel anyways okay. and, sin- and see if if Aaron can make a stone or if we needs to like, or if Scratch would need to rest before uh, she can make a new recording or Just something. don't kill anyone. <laughs> Believe me, my first instincts as a player are all murder hobo. So it took <laughs> yeah. like four or five things for me to finally get to we find the kid and pay them off. <laughs> but what would be an acceptable thing for most yeah. people? <laughs> Instead of like leaving David's cell with like four or five bodies buried under the floorboards well, of our a hotel lot of it room. it was burning buildings down. Because like if his office is here and stuff, oh, and we yeah. burn the state building, his mm-hmm. home, and like maybe the hotel, there's not likely many places <laughs> the things could be. Yeah. A minimum of three buildings, and they're good. So this is why. This is why, though, Kelsey chose the path of not adventure or murder, however, and instead was like, "Let's pay him off." There doesn't need to be violence in this. This is just about. Yeah, pay pay him off to recant it in person and get a recording of him saying that he was being threatened into it for mm-hmm. the recording yeah. that the classic has. classic thing. All right, I want all of you to roll insight. Let me know if any of you get above a 20 as you uh, head back to your hotel. Insight. 18. That's, That's a, a 17. That's an 8. Oh, Oof. man. All right. Um, uh, as you approach up, the, the kid, the teenager that uh, generally works the worst shifts is, of course, working against the champion armor exhibition match event (laughs) and so is sitting there the same person that brought you in the same person that David warned us and gave us a deal and kind of warmed up to us yep to the room first yeah so this mess we're gonna have to handle very separately from how we handle the entirety of this mess um this is just going to get dumber and more people are going to notice that it's not Lanik fighting. We don't move like Lanik. I can, at some point I'm going to screw up the impersonation. Mm -hmm. Like this, this isn't going to be sustainable Mm -hmm. at some point. They're going to want to see Lanik's face. You know how many post interviews he does. Oh yeah. And even though he doesn't even seek that shit out, he does so many. Mm -hmm. We can't keep this up for very long. And if local town jackass can figure us out Mm -hmm. people who are professionals in this sport are going to know immediately it's not lanik moving yes yeah definitely and right now we're in a little bit of trouble we can still fall back on we panicked and did what we thought was right 
to buy enough time to come home and figure out what you want to do. We didn't want, we thought it would be more of a disgrace to, it would be more impactful for us to just out the fact that Lanik is gone. Yeah, we had so little time without magical help. There was no time for us to get a message and get a reply back Mm -hmm. before the fight the next day. So we did what we felt was the right thing to do so we didn't cause a panic with Lanik missing before bringing this to your attention. Panic, Lanik. I gotcha. Uh, But... Now we're bringing it to you as soon as we could. If we made the wrong decision, we just put our hats in our ha- put our hats in our hands. And the best we could do is say, "What do you want us to do next?" And even offer to keep doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. or at the very least, and but make him aware that we can't keep this up. Yeah. Or just offer to be the replacement champions for the time being. Yeah, I mean, for the the non-national battle, or or whatever he wants. But I think I think the, we need to talk to the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm 100% with you. I agree, you. because doing this this one time, it, we had to make a choice in the moment. Mm-hmm. If we do another fight without talking to him, there's no defense anymore. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and at this point, yeah. we can, and, and I know how much this viscerally irks me. We should just take the deal. We should just... Yeah, it was great. Going around with him, he showed us the town. He's a great... He seems like a really good mayor. Yeah. And then we get the fuck out of here. I want to screw them over. I want <laughs> to fight back. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday I'll mm-hmm. get, they'll get their comeuppance. Mm-hmm. But for right now, the more okay. attention we bring to ourselves, the worse this gets. I think it it still wouldn't be the worst to talk to the one kid and get a stone. Because even if we don't use it, we have that... In case we ever need, if he ever did bring it up, we have something to cast reasonable doubt. Especially if mm-hmm. he still has something, blackmailers sometimes decide to black double dip. Mm-hmm. True. Well, I was able to get this out of them. I bet I could get some coin. I bet I could get this. I bet mm-hmm. I could get that. Although, uh, on the other hand, if he does try to double dip, um, we could always just kick his ass. Just saying. Uh, yeah. It's the language that uh, everyone understands. But it's like, again, we can kick his ass, but if we don't get the item, the black whale proof. Right, right, yeah. Just no, because yeah, we do that. You and can speak a language doesn't mean you should. Yeah, you say potato, I say potato. It's two <sighs> potatoes, which is better than one potato. Uh, by the <laughs> exactly. way, two potatoes for one at the Wendy's. <laughs> two baked potato sides for the cost of one. And the Wendy's, you see the flyer on the door. I just hadn't said anything for a bit, and I just wanted to continue. So, I mean, I, I, I am. Not, this is in no way my decision. This has to, this has to be unanimous. Yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable doing anything at this point without us all because we're. This is on all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I um, I agree with you, uh, honestly, like, I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about what's next, like, yeah, this, this was an exhibition match, doesn't really, like, count for the stats and records and whatever, you know, it's, you know, it's for fun. So. Like, if, if we get the stone, is it worth being, like, writing our letter, sending it today, so that it is, like, sent as soon as possible, Morning Sun can't be like, why'd you wait until this everything isn't was a already over with? Thing. This is a conversation. I mean, even if we have to miss the first match, we should expedite home. Yeah, return. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay. At that point, 
I'd look at how much money we have and be like, can we do a sending or something like that that doesn't? Because missing a match, that's a big noticeable thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, people get hurt sometimes. Sometimes people miss matches. I mean, yes, it's a big deal, but it's... Lannix definitely didn't get hurt this time. (laughs) Okay. Is there technology in this world to have some sort of uh, uh, portal conversation? Literally, exactly. So you, A, you know about broadcast. Yeah, broadcast. uh, Broadcast. Which probably, like, if you set it up right, you could do it that way. But it would be like, it would be like making a phone call with, you know, a server farm, essentially, um, uh, from for one person to one person and using the whole server farm to hard, hold up that call. So it's not done often, but it can be. Yeah. And, um, and on top of it, it's probably not secure. Because we can't, yeah. well, because that's the thing. Because we could not do it, we would have to pay somebody, which means we would have to come up with some alarmist but vague language yeah uh, which is why i think this is an in-person uh so you do know and you mentioned sending beforehand you know about one thing and there's a chance that it may be in there there's a spell that allows certain people to go into dreams and have full back and forth conversations with a person while they're sleeping that spell can be found in potion and or scroll form. So you could wait till tonight, uh, maybe talk to Rupert Morning Sun in the dream. It's not the kind of mysterious spell that it sounds like. This is a methodology that some people use to communicate over great distances. It's a bit pricey, but you might have enough for it or could potentially negotiate for it. Well, especially if we actually find Sly David. And yeah, because you still got your money coming from Sly David. And that might be a way that you can have a conversation with Morning Sun without having to take, honestly, the rail through the mountains back to Morning Sun, which would be the fastest way to get to Regil's. You could get to Regil's soul in like a day um, uh, if you took that rail because it just goes straight through the mountains straight there. However, uh, doing that, like Merritt said, you do find like you're, you're, you're both having accurate statements. It would definitely involve probably missing the Sky Spire match, uh, the opening match. That could be explained away with an injury. You don't know what Rupert Morning Sun is going to say. Also, um, leaving here, this was the last area you saw Atlantic. So if you leave here, you leave any potentiality of anyone there. And uh, so I'm plan, just I'm just throwing out yeah, things that plan, I feel like plan your characters. A, then, uh, it should I I'll it, either of you aren't particularly apt to want to have a very very awkward conversation I'll dream walk if we can find it and afford it okay yeah that sounds good scratch is always down for whatever conversation Mar- awkward Mary's gonna be like I don't know we have a pretty good rapport <laughs> do, do you- I mean you have been family he's Lannick Rupert Rupert Morning Sun has known Merritt casually as one of his like I know so Merritt seriously suggesting this I would not, as players, recommend you let Merit. <laughs> but, like, there is a truth. I'm not going to say what that would happen. There is a reality where Merit could do this just as Tama could do this. I think considering how sensitive this is and sometimes we, we, I may have to very carefully phrase things on our reasoning for why we did stuff. Okay, tell him hi for me. Of course, of course, of course, of, of course. I forget, is Lannick Rupert's son? No. Oh, okay. 
No, he's just a biggest, um, gnarliest dude in his employ. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool. That makes it uh, at least not his son. We lost your son! <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's uh, approach this from uh, two different angles. I'll go out and try to acquire the scroll. Um, you two don't hurt the kid. He's a kid trying to make money. Okay, he's <laughs> yeah. a dumb kid who got caught up by law enforcement. We blame them, not him. Fair. If okay. you can talk him into it, sure. Yeah. We don't need to hurt or threaten him because in the end, we're going to end up doing this anyways. But if we can get that insurance, that's really good to have. Yeah. But let's not let's not harm some dumb kid. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So you've come up with your plan. You're discussing what you're going to do next. Apparently... Tama, Tama is going to try and get the dream spell scroll and maybe talk with Rupert, Morning Sun, and come clean to the boss. As you, Merit, and Scratch go to open the door, it doesn't open. You can't even grab the handle. It's like the handle is two-dimensional and painted on. Uh, all right, who's got an axe? Yeah, I was like, where's the window? <laughs> <laughs> Windows are all around. This is so. When I, what happens when I try to open the window? Same thing. I need Tama and Scratch to roll insight. While Barrett probably throws something out a window. <laughs> yeah, and then roll an attack roll. Seventeen. Eleven. Twenty-three. You. The window portion of it, it's funny. So you break it like it's the chair impacts it. And you can hear a glass break. But the image you're seeing is still a solid window. Uh, we have the cape, right? I'm going to use the yeah. cape fabric and jump out that window. All right. I'm trying I like to it. crack because I heard <laughs> the glass Athletics break. check. Athletics check. <laughs> Sounds like an illusion spell. Yeah. reactionary as fuck. It's another three! Oh my Sorry, God. What's, what was the actual... Athletics, so athletics it's an eight. Athletics, plus five, yeah. Yeah, eight. All right, so you jump through the window. I'm not taking that away from you. You are... Re like, you assume that the glass that you're going to yeah, need to avoid is Yeah, because I couldn't see the low. glass. I just yeah, dove yeah, toward low, where and unfortunately I heard the it's sound. high. You kind of misjudge the actual window breaking. You break more glass. It scrapes on you. Uh, we're going to say that that's going to be 2d6. Oof. Damage. Merit, you take five damage. Um, Five damage. Uh, uh, Merit, as you kick out of it, you can see on the inside... There's no one outside immediately upon your, your view. You all see Merritt just go through a perfectly fine window and just disappear I would disappear like to turn it. around and throw a rock at whatever glass is left. Yeah. Or like easy. That's definitely in the way of the hole to get out. And Tama and Scratch, when the rock comes back in, you see it. Ah, uh, come in. And you hear a little bit more glass. Okay. The walls are solid and everything. Um, uh, roll perception. Or actually, where you said this was on the first floor? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm going to put my hand, like since I'm on the outside, I assume I can see the broken stuff and basically put my hands through and make a square or whatever is like the safe area. Okay. So that you guys can see what's okay. uh, 20. cool. 20. Do we get a bonus from... Uh... Uh, what was your perception? You won't need much of a bonus for this. Or... I got eight. Eight. Okay, well, Tom uh, managed to I get focus it. specifically on disbelieving the illusion. So the, the illusion still holds, okay. but the disbelief becomes apparent. So part of Merritt's trouble and why they took so much damage and misjudged the jump is that, and the reason they couldn't find how to open the window, is everything is offset. Mm. So it's not that there wasn't a handle there, it's that the handle wasn't where your eyes would see it. It wasn't that the window wasn't openable, you just, you would see that you weren't opening a window, you couldn't get to it, you would not then be like, is the window secretly over there? And everything was offset by several inches. So when you see Merritt's hand, some of it's in the window, and then some of it's in the wall. Ah, and you're like, oh, I see what's happened. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, uh, do you choose to escape the, the, the room through the window and follow Merritt? I think if, uh, if we know how it works now, we can probably take a good guess at where the actual door is mm -hmm. and just open the door. I'm going to start looking around trying to break through the illusion, seeing... It's, I'm going to search for the actual... Okay, wisdom save for breaking through the illusion. Um, uh, honestly, we'll have you roll uh, a perception with advantage. 1t1. Uh, a 19 on the die. Um, Merritt's going to, like, whisper in the window, do you guys want me to go around or wait? Because... Um, wait. He's... Okay. His, he's angry and bloody and instant. Because I only have nine hit points. I'm <laughs> under half. Merritt, you are staying outside. Yeah. Uh, waiting. Tom, uh, what did you get for your wisdom save? 19 on the die, so 21. Uh, roll a perception save with advantage. Is there anyone or anything next to the building by me? Not specifically close. If you look off in the distance, like there's nothing like obscuring you from the street from this side. Like, you're not out on the main street. You're just kind of on the side of a building, and it's just kind of a uh, opening uh, to uh, everywhere. This is toward the edge the of Where's the most Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with advantage, 19. 19. Okay, and then what did you get? <laughs> so my perception roll with advantage got me a 4 and a 9. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Tough times. All right. So, Tama, thankfully, you are able to... Uh, dispel the illusion like finally see through it mm -hmm. which then allows you to help scratch okay uh find the door if scratch if if you so choose to but yeah yeah the moment you dispel the illusion it almost like dissipates in your eyes it kind of reveals like a haze and it's almost like it flees out the window this is not the case for scratch scratch is still in the illusion they're not trying to hard see through it as so much as they're like oh I'm confident that the door is probably here sure no here this is all in a few seconds Merit or sorry Tama as it happens and you do it you detect a smell that is a hint of cinnamon and cardamom almost like a perfume that's the only place that you've smelled anything like that at the, in, in, in the past couple days is a little totem after Lanik disappeared. As you're trying to open the door, 
is where we will stop episode seven of Low Armor Cast. Merit bleeding in an alley. (laughs) Merit bleeding in an alley. Tama discovering that there's a strange smell that's familiar that's a bit off-putting. And Scratch admittedly being like, where's the handle? (laughs) But soon we'll find out. But for now, thank you very much, Pit Crew, for joining in my (laughs) Screw You Players episode uh, seven of the campaign. We tried so hard to screw you back, man. Yeah. If you want to hear more about this yeah. episode, <laughs> um, uh, over at lowarmorcast.com, you can click on the Patreon link there, or just go straight to patreon.com slash lowarmorcast. Uh, Pit Crew, uh, how about you, you know, say your send-offs? Is there anything that you want to promote or celebrate here in 2021? I mean, it's been going so good so far. No, um, the world's trash. Except for people in this room, mostly. (laughs) Mostly. Moving on. Wait, is it mostly we aren't trash or that there's other people that might not be trash that aren't in this room? It can be two things. (laughs) I don't believe everything in this room is real. There could be a trash person hiding in here. My whole reality has been shattered. Uh, I, not much plug. You check uh, me and Steve out over at the roles we play. We're gonna get back on that real soon. Yep. And uh, <laughs> probably episodes, definitely episodes, will be out at by the time this is coming. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, yeah, yeah. Jeez, I mean, <laughs> in a month, in a month, <laughs> or three weeks. <laughs> Gosh, uh, yeah. The the roles we play. Podbean. Um, or check me out on uh, Leota role playing on Facebook. Uh, my name's Aaron. I've been Scratch. Uh, you can find me at Triple Aaron. Uh on youtube i've started uploading content again and uh you can also find me on twitter triple a ron uh all one word uh and ron spelled r-a-w-n okay and again uh steve here for low armor cast dying of exposure and all things social media in that fashion uh find us on hashtag or at the low ac on all social media platforms hashtag the low ac if you want to share it out make sure to review us on itunes uh like us and share us out on spotify or whatever you listen to your podcast and again feel free to take a look at that patreon thank you and see you in a couple weeks bye i just i just want to let our podcast listeners know that Ron and Steve over my protests killed so much good content. Uh, so many good little content babies of funny, funny banter and stuff. Murderers. I mean, Ron and I are vehemently pro-choice and our choose choice is lost, lost like tears in the rain. I feel like I feel like we just got the part that I'm gonna put at the end of this episode. At the very beginning of this episode, the little stinger.